How about them Adam apples? Huh? One, two, three, four. Hey, come on in. Take a seat. I'd like to welcome you. This here, it's a podcast. The B U D podcast is a podcast. It's a podcast. <coughs> Sorry, I'm a smoker. Podcast, it's the podcast. Billy, 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 butter, 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 buttercups, buttercast, buttercast, buttly, buttly. The B U D podcast, it's a podcast, it's a podcast. A B U D bud. Hello. Welcome back to the Budcast. Um, might sound a little different, and I will tell you why. The reason is very exciting. Um, well, part of it's exciting. I am filming this podcast from my new car. That's right, everybody. I am in my new motherfucking whip. Uh, I just bought a car and it was very spontaneous actually um, it all started let me take you back let me take you way back when it all started um, last Thursday actually when this last podcast came out I got a text message from my manager slash landlord from her dad this is this is a story where you're gonna have to follow along with me um, I don't know if you guys knew this but the airstream that I'm staying is it's actually my manager at work so she's also my landlord and also my friend um, but but her parents were selling uh, their car, and so I got a text from uh, from her dad, who's an older gentleman, I think in his 60s, maybe early 70s, if you're listening to this, sir. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but don't take any offense to it. Um, that goes along with the story because he uh, he asked if I wanted to buy it. He asked uh, if I wanted to go and get the loan with him. He said he'd pick me up and everything, and I said, okay, come on over. So he picks me up in a convertible, a BMW convertible. This is one of my first times, this is probably my first time in my adult life riding in a convertible. <laughs> felt like a fucking badass. He gave me a little cap because he's like, oh, your hair's going to get windblown. I was like, oh, I love windblown hair. Um, and yeah, so as we're driving around, like all I can think about the whole time is I'm like, I wonder how many people are seeing me with this older dude and are thinking that he's my sugar daddy. And like, I didn't hate it, you know? Like, I didn't hate it. Um, I was okay with it. I think he was, too. If anything, I think he was probably more excited about it than I was. But, um, yeah, so that was pretty badass. Uh, We went to the bank, got my loan, and I drove off with the car. So it was very exciting, um, very exciting stuff. And I got to tell you what, I have had the really amazing, insane week now that I have my own wheels. Um, So to start... Uh, let's see. Um, Thursday was the second roast show um, at Tacoma Comedy Club. Um, so I had my first roast show in Spokane. So this one was in Tacoma. Uh, and I was up against Nick Dundas first. And Nick is my buddy. He's my friend. Um, I don't know if you guys know Nick at all, but he is a part of the Parlor Tricks comedy. Um, he's a homie. We love it. And he uh, he beat me. He beat me right off the bat. And he did so fucking good. Um, I got to be honest with you I wasn't feeling it I I have what what I call right now this has nothing to do with my set but it also has everything to do with my set I've got chin herpes right now you guys all right it's not actual herpes on my chin but it might as well be I I broke out 
because you know it's been really really sweaty here in Washington and I'm working and so I got my mask on the whole time which is you know fine I'm fine with it um until yeah I uh, woke up one morning and my chin literally just started flaring up and by that I mean like I've just I've never had bad acne I've been blessed, if you will, and I don't want to start now. Uh, but I woke up and yeah, I had uh, pimples all over my chin, and they're still fucking here. They're still here, and they were really, really bad. I don't remember if I talked about it last week, but they're still here on my chin, and they're really, really bad. And I, you know, a little self-conscious about it. I mean, I'm still gonna tell my jokes and whatnot, but I definitely didn't have the level of confidence going in that I do when I don't have herpes on my chin. Um, and I'm just wondering like, how long is this going to stick around? Do I come to a point to where I should go see a doctor? Let me know what you guys think. I think it's just pimpies, you know, little pimples, seeds, if you will, but they hurt and I don't really know what to do. Um, anyhow, so I went to the Tacoma comedy club for the roast battle and I went up against Nick and Nick fucking showed up. Oh my gosh. His jokes against me were brilliant. A couple of them were about being white trash. Um, let me see. Actually, so I should start with this. In the beginning of the show, the host of the show decided to make a slideshow of all of the people that were in the show and roasting each other. And he kind of roasted us, right? So he puts up pictures and everything. So for me, he put up a picture of me and my dad as our characters, Rodney and Crystal. And he started talking about how I'm like a hillbilly or my dad's a hillbilly, right? And the only time it like, it's really frustrating for him because when he says um my name all the alexas start going off in the house but he says my name like in bed you know he screams alexa and so i got on stage and i was like i'm so embarrassed that you guys saw that side of my life like and to be honest he doesn't scream my name he screams my little sister's name okay he's never really been into me that much and everyone was like oh what the fuck and then i just started talking about you know being from a village so it, it really checks out um sorry dad for the sake of comedy I, uh, I did make people think that you fuck my non-existent little sister. So, you know, do with that what you will. But anyhow, um, so yeah, so Nick came out with some white trash jokes that were great. Uh, talking about how like I'm the reason that forests catch on fire because of my gender reveal parties. Um, and what else did he say? He said that my face looks like the shape of Squidward's home. And that is so true. But also not true, but like so it was so funny. Everyone loved it. Um, so yeah, shout out to you, Nick Dundas. Should definitely follow him on Instagram. It's at Dick Nundas, and I will be having him on a podcast soon. Um, yeah, so he won that one, and then he went on to the next round, and then he lost, unfortunately. So a Tacoma boy won. But you know, we can't win them all. Isn't that right, Nick? Isn't that right? But it was still a lot of fun, a lot of fun to go to the show. <sighs> But yeah, and then after that, the next day, um, I had a show at the Old Rainier Factory, which is um, in Seattle. If you're from Seattle or driving, you know, have driven around at all, there's this big, giant, beautiful, colorful building off of the freeway with a giant, like, um, Rainier R that's lit up at the top of it. And so uh, <clears throat> we, uh, we did a show there, and I hosted it which was dope as fuck. Uh, super fun, a great turnout, it was a sold out show. A little hectic, just cause um, I think that was the first comedy show that they'd ran there. Not the boys that put on the show, but like the facility itself. So there were a couple things that weren't really worked through. Mm. But you know, what can you do? That's just how it goes sometimes. Um, so yeah, so I did that. And uh, afterwards, I got everyone, um, I was talking to everybody, I'm like, hey, we should, uh, 
we should all go back to the bar that I work at. And they were all like, oh, you know, we might go to, to Capitol Hill. And I was like, oh, fuck Cap Hill. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to drink on the cheat, which I can do at the bar that I work at. I mentioned to one of my friends and I was like, yeah, I'm uh, we're going to go to the bar that I work at. And he was like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's all go there instead. And I was like, all right, bet. So they ended up coming. And, you know, I've told, you know, I have the segment on the podcast called The Adult Daycare. Um, which I tell about the crazy stories that happened at the bar that I work at while I'm working. But now I was a patron. So we ended up, the line was way too fucking long. So I hit up the back gate and I talked to my boy, the security guard. And I was like, hey, me and my friends, like, you know, they're all fucking good to go. They got their IDs. They're all over 21. And he was like, all right, bet. So we all sneak through the back and they thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever. I mean, not only that, but like I immediately walk up to the side of the bar and they just start serving me immediately. What do you need? What do you want? What do you need? And, uh... To me, I know that, like, it's just, you know, it's just the bar I work at. But for them to see it, like, it was the coolest fucking thing ever, apparently. And I didn't even really, like, put that together that that would be that cool. Um, But, yeah, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, I just kept getting drinks for everybody. And I ended up bringing, like, 20 people in. And uh, all of them up at the front got to walk past the whole line and just, like, walk in with me. And they just thought it was so badass. And I guess it was. But I just, like, never really realize it you know I just never really like, think about it um but then um let's see what happened next after that uh we all partied there for a little bit and then yeah I stayed at the Kiwi until close and I was a little drunky drunk it was funny fun I never get to really do that anymore so that was cool um it was just you know it was a good time it was a good time what happened next? Okay, so then I worked on Saturday, and of course I have some adult daycare stories for you, but we'll do that segment in a little bit. I still got to tell you about my, you know, my crazy-ass week. On uh, on Sunday, I went to my buddy's place. He lives on a houseboat, um, and he was having a little barbecue, so uh, I went over there. And he, you know, this is the funny thing, is that, like, he lives on a houseboat, right? which is sick as fuck. Like the ladder comes down in the kitchen and you climb up the ladder and you're on the roof, like looking over the water and it's amazing. But like a lot of people assume that like, oh, this dude is like a rich fucking white kid because he has a houseboat, you know, which is not necessarily the case. Uh, No offense to you, buddy. Um, No, he's great. He's my buddy Reese, Reese Green, another comedian. I was actually just on his podcast this past week called The Greenhouse Effect. Um, We recorded it while I was there on Sunday and it's very, it's pretty funny. Uh, It's with me and him and Jamal, who's another comic here in Seattle. And the funny part is that Reese had been trying to get me on a podcast of his for like two weeks, but I don't, I didn't have a car, you know? And so it, it was very hard to work with my schedule, um, to get me to come over there. So I walk in and he immediately looks at me, he goes, Hey, we're going to record a podcast now. So as soon as it starts, I was like, you know, I feel like I was kind of bombarded. Like I was told that I was coming over for a barbecue and then he, like, I feel like there's not even going to be a barbecue. I feel like he just like really wanted me to, you know, be on his podcast and we were laughing about it. So that's pretty funny. Check that out. You can find it on, um, YouTube for sure. And I think Apple and Spotify, but yeah, called the greenhouse effect, G R E N E E N regular green, like the color, you know, if I'm wrong on that. Reese, I'm sorry. I think that's right, though. Um, anyhow, 
so yeah, so we're over at his houseboat and we're getting everything. You know, we record the podcast and then there were a couple of people over and we st- we're about to start grilling. And then uh, his neighbor behind his house fucking pulls up on his dope ass bike. He's like, oh my God, you guys got to come check out this new shower I got. And I was like, all right, if it's like that much that you got to call the neighbors over to check it out, like it might be worthwhile. This is the coolest fucking place I've like this dude. Yeah, he has some money like that. I'm like, okay, he he knows what he's when you say like a houseboat. This is that his place is what you're thinking of. But it's like the nicest place I've seen. Not even just like houseboat wise, but like regular house wise or regular boat wise. Uh, I clearly don't get out much and I don't have rich friends. So maybe I need to work on that. You know what? No, I'm going to be the rich friend one day. How about them apples? Huh? Hmm? I almost didn't say, how about them apples? I don't know what I almost just said. How about them Adam apples? Huh? How about them Adam apples? So we go over there and we walk in and there's just like hanging from the ceiling everywhere. These like LED type lights that are all sprung and sprinkled in different directions. Um, And then the bed was like lofted up with windows that looks over the entire place. And it wasn't that big. It just had tall ceilings, had a dope ass living room. I'm getting to the shower. Don't worry, you guys. In the kitchen, there's like a huge TV with security cameras of like the whole premises. I'm like, well, obviously, you know, you care about your shit. And then uh, the shower. Oh my God. I fucking walk it. I, he, he gets it all ready, right? He's got to turn on the shower, turn on the lights, turn on the music, all that stuff. Yeah, that's right. I said lights and music, okay? He opens up the door, and the shower head is like... Think of like the size of a sunroof in a car, right? Like that big. It's that big of a, a rectangle that's just like hanging in air above above the, you know, the... Uh, the shower captivity what do you call it it wasn't like a normal shower it's like you walk in and there were like what's it called not counters not walls but like the height of counters but like walls like they're thinner and like kind of around the premises of where the shower is and all the tile is right and it's huge and it's all open and it's got this rectangle shower head coming down that just it's coming out like rain it's just coming out like fucking rain and then there's red led lights up above so it's just glowing red and then mirrors all over the ceiling oh my god when I say the like, I walked into this bathroom and I was like, I want to fuck in this bathroom. I was literally about to be like, anybody? Does anybody want to? No? All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean either. It was a joke. I'm a comedian. It was a joke. Um, and then he pulls down the ladder and takes us up to the roof and there's like heaters everywhere with this stone little like like a table that has a fireplace in the middle of it and it was just it was the most bougie thing ever um and he's like yeah we're having a big like party here on saturday so that should be fun as fuck and i'm very excited and you know to think that i almost didn't come over and look at the shower i almost didn't even come over and look at it but i'm so thankful that i did you know i'm just it's the little things so yeah, that was super dope. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then we bought back over to the other houseboat, crossed the dock, and we barbecued and listened to music and smoked spliffs. And it was it was a dope-ass evening. I really enjoyed myself. I think everybody else did too. 
Um, so then, let's see what else happened. Um, and then, I mean, I've been working all week, obviously. But um, on Sunday, before the houseboat thing, I got to go to brunch. I got to go to a market. I got to just live my life because I have a car now and I can go do stuff. And what that means is I'm spending fucking money, which is not good. I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably not the best thing to do. I'm supposed to be saving right now. But I got a really cute ring at the farmer's market. And, like, I had a really good brunch. And, like, it's fine. I'm just talking myself through why it's okay to sometimes splurge on yourself. All right? On uh, this Tuesday, which was... I guess two days ago, if you're listening to it on Thursday, I uh, had the opportunity. I got a spot in a competition at Tacoma Comedy Club. It's called The Voice, The Voice Competition. Um, It is similar to like, you know, The Voice on TV, if you're familiar with that show, where someone comes on stage and sings, and then there are three judges that have their backs turned to you, right? And if they like you, they turn around um, if they want you on their team. And if no one turns around, that means you don't make it. And they give you criticism. They give you feedback. So, well, I went up there and I did, you know, my best three minutes that I thought that I had. And uh, no one turned around during the entire time. And I was like, fuck, like, really? You know, like, shit. Well, then... Good thing is, um, everybody did end up turning around. Uh, well, two of them did. So what happens when they turn around is that then you get to pick um, what team you want to actually be with. So two of the comedians turned around. Um, one of them, Josh Firestein, which uh, I would say he's a buddy of mine. Like I've done a couple shows with him. Um, and then the other one was Mike Coletta and Monica Nevi. Nevi? Nevi? I haven't actually met Monica, but I know she's like a well-respected female comedian that is in Seattle um, or in Tacoma, I should say. She's in Tacoma, but she has like a podcast. She does a bunch of stuff. So um, I'm thinking I got to pick like which which judge I wanted to be with. So I decided to go with Monica and Mike because, um, you know, Monica is a woman, well-respected female comedian in the community. Um, and yeah, so I'm thinking that um one second let's see um so what i'm thinking is i'm like well i could gain a lot of experience especially from a woman because there aren't honestly a lot of female comics in the seattle tacoma area um and so i'm thinking that like yes because of that then i'll you know she'll kind of teach me some stuff, help me with joke writing and whatnot. And they kind of coach you and then you move on to like the next round and then you move on to the round after that. Um, And then if you win, you get to feature and host and whatnot at Tacoma Comedy Club. So it's a great opportunity. I'm pretty stoked about it. And then, um, yeah, so that was great. We love it. I made it through that. And sorry, I keep getting caught off guard because I keep getting text messages and I keep seeing people I know out the window because I'm recording it in my car. And, you know, that's just how it goes. The reason I had to record it in my car is because I've been so fucking bitty, bitty, but, 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 I've been busy with comedy and shit. And, oh, I moved back into the Airstream. Woo! I moved back into the Airstream, uh, which is exciting because I had to move out for a little bit because my manager took the Airstream on vacation. So now um, I'm back in the Airstream and the first night I slept in it, I slept for like almost 10 hours. And I forgot like how much I love that fucking Airstream and how just, yeah, how I just, I'm really happy to be in it and I don't ever want to leave. And I know I have to eventually, but like, man, 
you guys, I'm really, this past week especially, I'm really enjoying my time out here. Which I hope my parents don't listen to this because they'll be really pissed that I said that. But like, holy fuck, I've just, I've had a lot of great opportunities arise. I've gotten a lot of comedy spots. Um, and yeah, I'm just really, really loving it out here, um, which is great. But also, I know my parents hate to hear that because they really want me to, you know, move back home. But it's all right. You know, we're going to make it through. Um, we'll see what I end up deciding. I'm very much, if you guys don't know this, I'm very much a go with the flow kind of person. Uh, I never know what my next move is until I make it. And I think anybody that knows me really well could tell you the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, what else did I have to talk about? Oh, there's something else. Fuck. Shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck, fuck, shit. What else happened to me this? Oh my gosh, I remembered. I almost recorded the podcast here. Um, and I think I will do some sort of little sketch or something like beforehand because is dope as fuck. Um, but I, uh, there was a big basketball game between some of the guys that I work with and there was money on the line. It was a two on two. And, uh, I, I told everyone, I was like, I want to be the sports announcer. And then one of my coworkers was going to be the co-host. And then we had a guy that was going to be out on the field. And then we had a cameraman and we were like making all these positions. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I should just record the podcast there. Um, but I didn't have enough time because I had to run away to, you know, the, the voice competition. But the game was super fun, and then uh, we ended up doing a four-on-four where me and another female coworker of mine, um, we played. And my other female coworker is a college athlete, and I played on JV in high school. So I'm scrappy. I'm just, you know, she's really tall, too. She's like at least 5'9", five 5'10", five maybe even 5'11". Fuck. She's tall. So, uh... Yeah, I got bodied a couple times. I got a couple scrapes on my knee and the back of my ass hurts really bad. But like, you know, when you get knocked down, you get up again, right? That's a callback actually to Reese's podcast episode, The Greenhouse Effect. So you should definitely go watch it now. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Let's see what else. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm recording from the car before I go and I host trivia. Um, I'll be hosting trivia tonight as I do every single week at the place that I work at. Um, and I will say this, there is going to be a comedy show at Kangaroo and Kiwi in the backyard. It's called Backyard Comedy at the Kiwi. It's going to be on August 26th. Tickets will be available for purchase soon, and you'll be seeing a flyer coming out for that. So be on the lookout. Keep those peepers peeping, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah, let's move on to the adult daycare segment. I really, you know, people were pretty well behaved this weekend, except for me. <laughs> no, I think that uh, I think that a lot of the reason why I don't have a ton to like talk about is because I wasn't there on Friday because I was in the crowd. But even then, was just crazy. Um, but let's see. The one thing I do have to say on Saturday, it amazes me how well people can keep their shit together when like they when when they're fucked up. Like, I'm very impressed by people most times. Sometimes not so much. I'm like, oh, bro, like, you're fucking, you know, like the um, Professor Moody guy. Like, his eyes were going all over the place. But, like, this girl came up. I asked her what she wanted. And she immediately just goes, can I get two Jager bombs and one vodka soda? Now, I know that you guys hearing this on the podcast, you're like, well, yeah, you know, she came up and she ordered. But I don't think you understand how many people I look at. I'm like, hey, what can I get you? And they go, uh... I'm like you've been waiting in line For 15 fucking minutes And you still don't know what you want yet Is this a joke? Are you kidding me? Is this a joke? 
It's fucking annoying. So yeah, she ordered very quickly, very efficiently. Um, and I make them all. And then all of a sudden I look over at her and I don't even know how she did it. And she was standing there with two of her friends, but she fucking hits the floor like a bag of bag of bricks, like a bag of rocks. What's the saying? She hit the floor like a sack of potatoes, like a like a bag full of nails, like a hammer. You know what I'm trying to say. She fucking hit the floor and then she popped right back up. And I don't know if she just tripped or lost her footing or what. And then I was like, ah, and I was like, who are these for? And then her friends were like, don't worry, the Jaeger bombs are for us. I was like, okay, like I'm I can't. I can't serve her. And her friends were like, no, we totally get it. And she's like, I understand. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You just, you ordered so quickly. And like, you knew everything that you were going to say and what you were going to do. But like, you did, you were so fucked up. So part of me is like, damn, she's like a, um, a magician, if you will, you know? God, talk about split personality. I was just, I was very, very impressed. I was very impressed. Very impressed. Um, something I did realize, though, on Friday night. Um, so some of the newer guys have been asking me, they're like, how do you deal with, you know, being hit on at work? And I'm like, oh, I don't get really hit on at work ever. And they're like, what do you, yeah, you do. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, no one's ever. The first receipt I really got was, thank you, Gorgas. If you remember from last week. Like, guys don't, guys don't ever leave me their numbers. Guys don't ever, like, ask me out from work. That doesn't really happen. Um... And I always just assumed, I was like, oh, it's because they're not, you know, into it. But the more that I'm realizing, I'm like, oh, I think it's maybe because they, I don't know if it's an intimidation thing or they just like can't work up the balls to do it or they're afraid of getting rejected or what. But I learned that this weekend because there's this guy that last summer I'd given my number to that came into the bar and while I was working, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, like that. Okay, so he... He's he's cute. He's real cute, right? And I was too much of a little bitch to actually give him my number when I was talking to him. So my coworker ran around to where he was sitting with his buddies and he gave him my number for me. So I ran into this group of guys this weekend when I was here on Friday night. And uh, it turns out his the guy that I was seeing for a little bit his roommate he was like oh my gosh like I I I remember the day that like you hit on him and I was like oh yeah and he goes yeah the other bartender came up to our table and he was he just talked to all of us and he was like hey like the blonde bartender thinks you're really cute she wanted me to give you you know her number and he said that all of them were like no fucking way and then he goes and then you handed it to I was like, oh, whoopsies. <laughs> my bad. So apparently they all potentially like wanted my number and I had no idea. I had no idea at all. Love that for me. So then I'm like, oh, if I actually just like took the initiative and maybe like gave people my number at work or like did something like that, then, you know, it could happen. But so far, yeah, no one ever, no one hits it in the end. It doesn't really happen. It doesn't really happen. That's okay, though, you know? Um, but, yeah, so that's the adult daycare segment. Now moving on to our final segment, the new segment. <clears throat> These are some fun ones. All right. Number one, a man's handwriting was so bad that the Eastbourne bank staff didn't know that he was actually trying to rob them. Could you fucking imagine... This is, this is how it happened. He was trying to go into places with a handwritten note to rob them, okay? He was trying to go in with a handwritten note 
to rob them. Not like, who the fuck is calling me? Hello? Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, so I couldn't, I couldn't let you hear the phone call because um, uh, it was about my my car actually and my loan and everything. He just wanted to check in, make sure it was good. But the cool thing is that he knew I was a comedian because we talked about it, and he knew I had a show that night. And he asked me how my show went, and he like wanted to talk to me about it, which is so cool. Oh my gosh, that's so neat. Oh wow, I got a big old grin on my face. That's so cool. Like that's so, that's so dope. Right? All right. Anyhow. So, this man entered uh, three different banks in two weeks and tried to use written notes to rob them. But none of the fucking tellers knew what he was trying to do. Because his handwriting was so bad. So, finally... um, What did it say? It said something like, give me all your 10s and 20s and think about the customers. And literally, the first person he tried it to was 10.45 a.m., um, but the employee said due to poor handwriting, she wasn't able to read it. So she just kept saying like, can you just tell me what you need? Like, can you tell me what you need? And he just kept like pointing at the note and, uh, yeah. So bummer for him. He should take some, some legibility, legible, legible, some classes on legible writing because that would definitely probably help him rob banks. And I had a conversation with my coworker the other day, like people don't really rob banks anymore, you know? I'm not saying like they should. I'm just saying like they don't because security is so high and everything like that. And then I was like, the only person who'd rob a bank now is someone who's very smart that doesn't necessarily need to rob a bank. They do it because they get a thrill out of it because they're so fucking smart and have the technology and like that they can do it. That they like get off. Not that they actually like come on it, you know, come about it, but like that they like get off on it um, and it gets them going, you know, gets them all jazzed. But yeah, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, The final news segment. Amazon's plan to avoid lawsuits uh, means that Amazon is now paying customers $1,000 when any of their products injure people. So no questions asked. They'll send you a grand if uh, you use their product and it injures you. So if you're looking to make some extra cash, definitely uh, head head on over to Amazon, buy some shit that could get you all fucked up. Let it hurt you. Take pictures or something. Send it in. And they'll give you uh, not only a refund, but $1,000 so that you don't start a lawsuit. And if that doesn't say so much about that fucking company, I don't know what else does. For the purposes of this podcast and potentially getting sued by Amazon, everything in this podcast that I say is not necessarily factual. But you want to know what is factual? I worked the other day. Um... A woman came in who was on the Amazon Alexa team of like creating it. And the person that she was out to eat with, she knew who I was. And she was like, you got to talk to Alexa, you know. So I went over um, and I was like, oh, so you're the person that I should talk to, huh? And I said it in like a very funny, joking way. And she's like, yeah, how has it, you know, affected you? I was like, well, I don't I don't go by my first name anymore because of because of you guys. So. So you took you took that away from me. Um I don't love it. <laughs> I said it in a more joking way. For the sake of be- being on the podcast, I'm going to tell it to you, like, of it actually, like, how how I feel deep down about it. But um, as jokes jokes aside, um, it, I think, is bullshit. They couldn't come up with a different fucking name. They couldn't have just named it Bezos. Like, Jeff Bezos would get off on that so fucking hard if everyone was just like, Bezos, 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 just saying his name. 
Or even better, like, why didn't he name it after his wife? Because I feel like he'd be the type of dude to name it something. Like, for, so then, because it is, it's a, and it's a female that's taking orders, right? So it's just a slap in the fucking face. And she has my name. So it's like the trifecta. They're out here paying fuckers $1,000 for being too stupid to use their products so that they don't start a lawsuit. Meanwhile, I got to change my fucking name. But Sorry, now I'm getting upset. Now I'm getting upset. Now I'm getting upset. I don't want to be in a bad mood for trivia, okay? But no, I think we can all agree fuck Jeff Bezos. Um, I'm just not a fan. And yeah, I don't I don't really buy on Amazon at all anymore. I know probably everyone in my life does because of the convenience, and that's why you make so much fucking money. But you know, it's the little things. You got to do the little things. But so sorry if you could hear the air conditioning in my car, you know. We got to do what we got to do in this economy. You know what I'm saying? But thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. Hopefully we'll have some guests soon. I've just been too fucking busy to have them. And yeah, stay stay classy. Stay sassy. And stay safe from Roni. One, two, three, four. Hey, come on in. Take a seat. I'd like to welcome you. This here, it's a podcast. The B-U-D podcast is a podcast, it's a podcast. <coughs> Sorry, I'm a smoker. Podcast, it's the podcast. Billy, 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 butter, 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 buttercups, buttercast, buttercast, buttly, buttly. The B-U-D podcast, it's a podcast, it's a podcast. A B-U-D bud. Hey, okay. Um, and also, um, how they go with the show? Oh my God, the show is great. The show is fun. I-